Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Before we dig into this juicy topic, I wanted to let you guys know that not only has our website finally updated, but our Blueprint coaching program has actually updated as well. It also includes one-on-one coaching with me. So for those of you that really have wanted to start a nonprofit or a service-based business, but you just need to know the steps. You need to know what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What's the next step? I really don't know how to get started or where to get started. This program is actually what we've used to help over 4,000 nonprofits receive over $11 million in funding. And I would absolutely love to work with you. So head on over to the website, check out our services, check out our packages, and then also download our free nonprofit crash course, which goes over the basics of starting a nonprofit as well. All right, guys, I'll see you over there and we'll jump right into this topic. Hello, Earth Angels, and welcome back to the Service Driven Life podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Michelle Pilla. She's from Wholesome Riches, guys. She's only been incorporated as a nonprofit for two years, so she's in some of the same space that you guys are in, and she's just going to be talking about where she started, why she started, and how she's been able to have so much success as a nonprofit. She's actually expanding her staff this year. She served, I want to say, over 8,000 children and over 9,000 families through her food program, and she's just done some amazing things. She also incorporates a lot of faith and balance and practices and things like that when it comes to her nonprofit. Uh, But I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me today. It's an honor to be here. And uh, you were with me from really the very, very beginning. So you have a special place in my heart for sure. (laughs) But yeah, Wholesome Riches, um, that's the name of our organization was founded really, uh, I, I, wa- I don't want to say by accident, but um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't planned out. It's not something I've always dreamed of or anything like that. Um, I was a teacher in the inner city of Camden, New Jersey. And um, if you know anything about that area, it's very impoverished. Um, there's a lot of drugs and a lot of um, just really hard things for a child to be raised up there and families to grow. So I was teaching there and I just every day would go home and cry it out and just feel like there's more, there's more, I have to do more. This is not enough. By the end of the day, I would just be so exhausted. Um, And I wasn't getting to the students and the families the way that I really wanted to. So I would say that's really, the organization was birthed out of that broken heart for the families. Wow, that is something. Um, I've noticed to try, I love listening to nonprofit leaders and hearing things that trend in their nonprofit story. And I noticed that with a lot of nonprofits who are most successful, the need really creates the nonprofit. So the community calling, the community need is what creates um, the nonprofit and kind of the answer and um, services to serve that need. And I noticed that those nonprofits are most successful because they saw a need and they basically found a way to serve in that area. So that is amazing. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. 
What are some of the challenges that you had um, in starting your nonprofit and how did you overcome them? So I would say um, probably the biggest challenge up front was limited resources. So we're really starting from scratch. And as a teacher, my main networking were the schools and the, the administrators. So began talking with them. What do you need? What, what can we help you with? And it, it always boiled down to food. Can you give us food for the students to have on the weekend? Because they really are coming to school hungry on Monday. And it, it's, it's a big problem. So that's how we started. So it would just be trying to find connections to get the food because we didn't have any money. Uh, I don't have a lot of capital personally. You know, I'm a mother of five children. I'm a pastor's wife. Um, money is not our currency. You know, love is our currency <laughs> and serving is our currency. So um, just that was really tough because we wanted to do the work, but yet we had limited resources. Um, so I would say that. And then Another um, limiting factor that was really hard for me at first, I think we're developing the networks that I needed to develop in order to do the work, to get the volunteer base, to get the organizations in the community to believe in what we were doing um, and to partner with us. That, that was really challenging in our, you know, I was still a baby considering we're only two years old, but really the first six months, that was just so difficult. And how did you overcome some of those challenges or what were some of the things you did to really get your name out there and build that revenue? That's a good question. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I look back on it sometimes and say, wow, I think just constantly putting your message out there. Mm -hmm. um, I was not, I'm not a techie person. Tracy, you, you know me, you've been working with me on day one, trying to, you know, get comfortable in front of the camera, you know, get comfortable on social media. So Tracy, you really helped me. To, to out into that realm so but I would say it, even in the beginning I didn't even have a Facebook page so uh, it was just meeting people talking with people everyone I knew hmm. and I everyone every neighbor I had every pastor friend I had every friend of my family's just constantly saying hey this is what we're doing this is what we feel God is leading us to do you know anybody can hmm. anybody help um, and just doing that, people see your passion. People see that you are really have a love for the people that you want to serve and they get excited and they start talking and telling you, and that that's how we've developed all of our networks in the Absolutely. very beginning. And, and it's amazing. Like the, that grassroots, um, approach it's, um, sometimes it's amazing even to me, like when people, someone heard about setting up a nonprofit from someone, from someone, from someone. And you just, when you're talking to people individually, you don't realize how far stretched your information or your message can go, you know, one person at a time. So sometimes just getting out and sharing the information, that's just a huge nugget right there, because the more you talk about what you're doing in the community, the more people are able to pull their resources, or like you said, if they know someone and are able to connect you with someone as well. So that's a very good tip. Yes. You know, what do they say? You're like six people away from, yeah. uh, you know, the president or whoever it is. I don't, I don't know what the saying is, but really we are, we, we don't know who is close to us that really is looking to support something that you're doing. 
So absolutely. And it's not possible for them to really support it if they don't know what it is or if they don't. A lot of times people are do have a challenge of just saying what they're doing. And, and you know, that's a big thing in marketing. We actually got a marketing coach this last year. And one thing that she just talks about is marketing is just talking about your business, talking about what you're doing um, and getting comfortable with that. Some people are just uncomfortable talking about it. And I know for you, you actually did end up expanding to social media and doing all kind of lives and everything, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we did. How was that experience as far as breaking through that challenging piece of being on camera? Because if I had a dollar for everyone who said they're not a social media person or they're not comfortable on camera, you know, uh, I'd be very well off. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because you know what? You're, you're dealing with people who have a heart for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, most or, or whatever the cause is, whether it's, you know, animals or, you know, what, whatever the cause is that they're so passionate about we're not looking for the camera yeah you know? we're, we're looking to do the work but really part of getting your message out there is doing that piece of it so yeah and i know one of the things that you've done well is you you have managed to connect with some volunteers and eventually i'm assuming some of those volunteers are now transitioning to staff how mm -hmm. did you connect with with individuals who would be willing to volunteer for your organization? Would that kind of tie back into just getting the word out um, and what you were doing, what you were saying previously? Yeah, completely. Mm -hmm. um, it was well. So, and uh, we started in our in our church family, just telling people what we were doing, and then so we had the bulk of our volunteers coming from there, but then they would share to their friends or maybe, maybe there was a church down the road and they heard what we were doing. And we also ran right into the pandemic and our, you know, we were, we got our license for the 501c3 January of 2020. And then here came March of 2020. So we went head on into that. Mm -hmm. So there were people that were looking to volunteer for that very reason at that time. So the time, the timing was good too. Absolutely. And I'm sure the food, you know, that made that, that, um, that need even greater with the pandemic and things like that. I love that your nonprofit address really went in on addressing a need and asking the community, what is it that they need and kind okay. of starting off right there, uh, which is very important. Sometimes people, you know, uh, I noticed with a lot of CEOs, they'll get into all of these things of what they want to provide or what they, you know, ideas of what they want to do, but really not have their ear to the community and really find out what the need is. Um, another thing that I noticed that you're, that you were kind of saying uh, throughout this time is you've been connecting with a lot of community organizations, whether that be your own church. I believe at a point in time, you might have connected with some additional churches as well. And then mm -hmm. schools, all of these organizations are already inside of the community. So if you're connecting with some of these organizations that already serve the community, it's easier for you to kind of intercept inside of that, whatever they're already doing or the needs that they already have, as opposed to just trying to do something individually. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that was really a lesson. I, I want to say I almost learned the hard way. I always wanted to work with the schools because again, I was a teacher. That was my heart was for the schools, but I didn't realize that I was, I was working as a silo. And even though I didn't think I was, um, 
I had to drop my agenda in some aspects and say, you know what, we might not agree on everything, let's say to a community, um, you know, community organization, we might not agree on everything, but you know, we do agree that people need to get fed in this city. We, yeah. we both agree on that. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's partner. How can, how can we do this? You know, so I, I feel like I had to kind of hit some roadblocks of my own um, to, to be able to do that too. And maybe that's just part of the learning process that we all go through um, in this type of work. Absolutely. And it's a big thing that a lot of people, a lot of nonprofits are really kind of getting that aha right now of like, mm -hmm. you know what, I provide this type of service and you're wanting to provide a similar service, but it's a little bit different. Can we partner together and be able to solve this problem together? Because both of our missions is similar. So yeah. maybe we can all partner together as opposed to working against each other um, and be able to accomplish a lot more. So, and that's, that to me is kind of the core of what a nonprofit is. It's about the mission. It's about the community. And sometimes, um, that requires sometimes putting your ego down of just, you know, exactly. having this be under your name or having this be, you know, if it's really about serving the community, you can get a lot more done when you're, when you're okay with partnering with other organizations. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what is something you wish you had known prior to starting the nonprofit? Well, we could be here all day on this one. <laughs> um, Everything. Yeah. Oh, the lessons that you learn, right? Um, and are still learning. I would say if I had to just pick one, um, it would be, I have learned to be yourself. Mm. Be yourself. Be who God made you to be. Because there is an exact purpose for this mission and it is to reach a group of people or to do a specific thing that if you are pretending to be someone else you'll never accomplish it hmm. and it that has been one of the most stressful things for me um just not even realize that i'm trying to be something i'm not maybe i'm trying to be smarter than i am maybe i'm trying to seem like i have all the answers that i don't have all the resources that I don't have, you know, whatever it is, um, when you are yourself, the people that are supposed to be attracted to you will be attracted to you. Yeah. And people that are not supposed to be attracted to you will not be attracted to you. And, you know, when I say attracted, I mean, attracted to the mission, mm -hmm. they're supposed to be part of it. Um, and so I feel like just being able to do that has been so much less stressful for me. Um, just gives me peace that the right people are here and, um, and I, and I can be myself. I can be myself and I can say, I'm not good at something. Absolutely. I'm not good at something, but someone else is. <laughs> so Absolutely. Yeah. And they see that authenticity and people are drawn to authenticity. Um, you know, when you're trying to be something that you're not, people immediately can see that and they're thrown off. And it may be somebody who would have wanted to support you, but something's throwing them off because you're trying. And then not to mention, it's just smoother and easier when you're just being yourself and you're just passionate about whatever the mission is or whatever the calling is that you have. Um, that puts you in an opportunity where it's like, I just need to show up. 
I don't have to <laughs> memorize a whole script or I don't have to know all of these different things. I just need to show up as myself. And when you're showing up as yourself, you'll naturally start to attract your tribe and your donors and your volunteers and things like that. That's a good tip. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speaking of your tribe and donors and, <laughs> uh, and things like that, I know staff was an, is another area that you were mentioning this year that you guys are just um, now about to really expand. So many of the not, of our nonprofits are really wanting to get to that area specifically of being able to um, afford staff and being able to have people, you know, when you're having, when you have volunteers, sometimes there's challenges with that. Because of course, if there are some things going on, the first thing that you, that a lot of people cut off is, okay, let me, I can't volunteer right now because I have this going on and that going on. Um, so tell me about your journey to, to having full-time staff or part-time staff um, added onto your team. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think I have a lot of gray hair here that you can't see from this topic, but <laughs> um, the first person that I really needed to pay was myself. Mm -hmm. um, and that was very difficult for me because I, I felt like I was taking money from the organization. Um, however, you know, with the consultants that you surround yourself with and, you know, you realize that I can't keep going on like this, as, I, as I'm sure many listeners here are saying, I can't go on like this, putting all these hours and time into it and not be able to get paid. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just say taking that leap of faith, taking that leap of faith. If, if you have enough runway to pay yourself for the next two weeks, well, then pay yourself for the next two weeks. Hmm. You um, if you have enough runway for the next four weeks, we'll pay yourself for the next four weeks. You know, you, you know, what's fair and you know what, what you're putting into it. Um, so I would say that that was number one. I had to take that leap of faith and start paying myself. Um, the second way that we were able to expand, um, again, it, it goes back to getting the word out. We started doing newsletters. We started doing little fundraising campaigns, a lot, a lot of prayer. I mean, I, I'm trying to think in the early days, well, um, one of our friends that worked at a particular company called L3 Harris, which is an engineering company, they were giving out $25,000 grants. Mm -hmm. And he invited me to apply for the grant. I didn't know anything about it. So we did get the grant. And so, you know, things like that, your network support looking out for you. The next thing I knew, we had two volunteers that had been with us a long time and um, we were able to put them on part-time and we're still at the point where we know they need to increase, but we're just taking, we're stepping into it slowly. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that concept of stepping into it slowly because sometimes that is the fear for a lot of nonprofits. They're like, oh, okay, well, this is what I need to get paid annually. Can we get, can we afford to do that right now? But it seems much more palatable to say, hey, like you said, if it's two weeks, if it's four weeks, whatever the amount, okay, let's get through that and then get on to the next step and the next step. And um, anytime that I've seen that, it's like, after you take that leap, each couple of weeks, it'll, it'll come again. And you're able to like, and you're, you've taken these baby steps that have added up to your annual salary eventually. Um, but it's just so much easier to think of it in those small steps, as opposed to thinking of six months or thinking of a full annual amount. A hundred percent. I think that's, in my opinion, that's one of the hardest things about 
managing, with finding, directing a nonprofit is because it's not like a regular business where, okay, here's my budget for the year. And this is, you know, so-and-so gets paid and uh, all this stuff, you know, it's, it's drips and drabs of funding that's coming in mm-hmm. and you're just trying to be, okay, how do I steward this? Well, keep the mission going, of course, but then you also need to build the capacity. And I, and I know in our case, we were getting asked to do, you know, multiple schools. So we needed people. There's no way I could handle that by myself. Right. So, but I would say one more thing, Tracy, if I could add this, because I feel like it's so important is when you're having those conversations or you know who you have in your, in your field of view for a possible staff person, to just be completely open and honest with them hmm. from day one, completely open and honest with them. And we have had so many conversations and are still up until, you know, two days ago, still having conversations. I just let them know every step of the way, listen, this is what I'm able to do this month, but there's no guarantee for next month. I'm believing it'll be there, but I'm just letting you know, you know, I, I want to make sure that you know, because I want it to be fair for everybody. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And ultimately, I feel like you connect with people who are more drawn to the mission and the vision when you're able to just share, hey, this is where we are. This is where we would like to be. And mm-hmm. we, re- like you said, we really appreciate you and we want to be able to give and want you to be able to get paid well. And we're just taking that one step at a time. And the great thing about it is those people that were with you when it was a volunteer position on to when it was part-time on to eventually being full-time. Those are people that you can really trust in the organization. And those are people that you know are there for the right reasons, because the last thing you want within your staff is people, especially for a nonprofit is people that are there that are not there for the right reasons. That's a a great way. So true. Mm -hmm. A great way to vet them. So that is amazing. What other tips would you give to new nonprofits? I know we talked a little bit about balance and just to look, give a little background, guys, I remember, and actually this was, I didn't even tell you this, Michelle, but that was really, it really spoke to me when personally, when you took some time and you really needed to focus on your family. Mm. And it just allowed me to sit in and assess like, <laughs> you know, let me make sure, um, am I, is there some areas of my life that are imbalanced that I need to give more to, you know, a lot of you guys know that I'm in a blended family. So my little one um, goes away half the time and comes back half the time. And one of my, one of my visions was to really be able to be with him almost 24 seven when he was here, because, you know, I would say, you know, so many moms have to do this full time. They had their child full time. So I want to be able to just focus on him on those times when he was here. And that was one, that was when I really started to think about that and unpack that and see how that will work with my mm-hmm. schedule, being able to do that. So tell me about that moment and, you know, what drew, drew you to it and what happened after you decided um, to focus more a little bit on your family? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Tracy. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that that spoke to you. Um, I, I think it was just, you know, that overwhelming feeling that you wake up with every day and you just can't shake it. And it, it's that heaviness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I knew I wasn't having peace um, 
we were still doing all the work that we were always doing. So the, and, and the mission was doing great. We had a lot of volunteers, but yet I was really anxious, I guess you could say, just with the heaviness. And But at the same time, I was chasing a lot too. I was chasing, like I was trying to schedule myself for any webinar I could watch, any grant class there was. Um, anything like that, just to try to get knowledge, get knowledge, get knowledge, and um, just trying to work on too many fronts at once. Like I might've been working in five different areas all at the same time, as many nonprofit finders do, um, and directors that you're working in so many areas. And then, you know, just looking, looking at your kids and your husband and whoever's in your life that's meaningful to you and just watching them get distant from you, you know, maybe not smiling as much around you or whatever the case may be. I, I just knew that it's time to put some focus back on them. Um, It's time. So I kind of made a promise before God that I was going to drop all the classes that I was doing. And um, again, that was in my morning quiet time uh everything is found in that time I just i shut everything everything out and then just me and the word of god and and just sitting and listening um is where i really understood that that's what i was supposed to do and um i shut out all the classes and i think tracy that's probably when i told you you know what i'm gonna step back from this consulting right now and um it was, um, it was like healing balm to my soul. Wow. Um, it just, it's what I needed at the time, spending more time with the kids and trying to be respectful of the time. So if, if they go to school from nine to three, well, that's when I work. I work mm-hmm. from nine to three. When they're home, shut it down. If they want to sit with me for 10 minutes and have a snack, I'm going to sit with them for 10 minutes and have a snack. You know, and then when they go back out or do whatever, okay, that's when I can maybe send a couple emails. And then when it's dinner time, we're shutting it down again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not worth it. Yeah. And with you, I don't believe that's what we're called to do at all. Yeah. I, I think we get into this mindset. I got to chase it. I got to chase it. I got to chase it. It's all up to me. It's all up to me. And it is not all up to us. We, we, we do our part. And then we need to put it down when it's time to put it down Um, because there's so many other things that God has given to us that are so important, so important, like our children and our families. Absolutely. And you even think about a lot of therapy sessions and things like that, where people talk about, you know, their childhood (laughs) and the things that happened to make them feel this way or do this way or whatever the case may be. And we think about that as adults, but we forget that there's a little one that's building all of those, you know, links and all of that history and things like that, that's going to make them into a productive adult at some point in time. And we're building that environment for them right now. And it's such a special place to be. And it's an honor, um, you know, treating that, treating that with respect. I remember you used the word abide a lot during that time. Mm -hmm. And I love that word just abiding because when you do have faith and Mm -hmm. when you know that you're doing this for a reason, um, cause it sounds, and it sounds like to me 
that you really started to thrive. Even, even after taking some time back, the organization has, has thrived. It's growing great. It's in a great place for a two-year-old organization. Um, so I think that in all actuality, we think sometimes when we're in that hustle mode, that we're making things grow faster, but you can actually push, be pushing things away to where they're growing, they're, where they're not growing as uh, the correct way, or where you're actually standing in the way of what God wants to do because okay. you're trying to force things. So. I'm telling you, this just happened to me. Now you you know you learn lessons, and then it's almost like you forget you have to relearn it all over again. Mm-hmm. This this just happened to me again this week as I find myself starting to chase my tail again. I start looking at finances and hiring and, oh, we got to, we got to get more grants. We gotta, you know, so I'm chasing my tail now for the past few weeks and I'm starting to feel that anxiousness and stress come back. You know, really pay attention to your body because your body knows, it knows when something's not right. So, you know, start feeling all that weight again. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? So I was talking to one of my very close colleagues in the organization and I said, I'm done. I am not chasing funding for a while. I'm mm-hmm. focusing on people. I'm focusing on volunteers. That's what she said. Yeah, I think that's right. Me too. We both dropped it. No word of lie, Tracy. It was within the hour. I wow. received four different um, areas. One was wanted to purchase us a brand new vehicle to help wow. transport clients around. Another one was a donor that was a very large donor that we have been trying to get a hold of for months and they would not return our calls. Boom, just like that. I mean, all within the hour, I couldn't make this up if I wanted to. Oh my goodness. Until I laid it down and said, no more. I am not doing this. This is causing me stress. It's causing me to not be mentally available for my family. It's like the blessing doesn't come. I feel like I'm the one clogging up the blessing. Yeah. Like a clogged drain. <laughs> that is good. That is so good. One of the things that our marketing coach talks about a lot is how you what you believe and what you think about your nonprofit or about your business. And when you are stressing, when you are running after the funding, when you are, what does that say that you're believing about your business or your nonprofit or even just about your faith? You know, it's saying that, hey, I don't know if it's going to come through or I don't know if I'm going to make, you know, those are not the thoughts that produce, um, you know, the things that you want to produce. But when you start to change those beliefs and when you start to, I've had that happen so many times, the same thing where it's like, you know, as soon as I just released, it was like immediately an immediate client an immediate, you know, um, and it's amazing to be able to see that when you're working in a nonprofit or when you're working in a business, you're really able to kind of see God work in some amazing ways. I've even had moments where I've um, like something's been going on where I felt led to give someone something. Mm -hmm. And like literally the moment I gave it to them, I get a ding as soon as I'm done and it was replaced without with more. (laughs) You know, I'm like, wow, this is just crazy. You know, So, uh, so yeah, so I'm a firm believer in how you, this is, just been such a major nugget because sometimes people are in such that hustle mode and so busy with the day-to-day and so busy chasing and things like that, that they forget to really take some time and think about 
how they are feeling about their business and how much faith that they have, how much faith they have that they're in the right place and that they're doing this nonprofit for the right reasons. And, you know, and just, they forget to think about the mindset component of it and they forget to, you know, because they're so, so busy. So I think that I hope this can be a reminder for people to really think about how important that is, what you're believing and your beliefs, you know, because sometimes people just, that's such a, a lot of times people hear that word or hear beliefs and they're like, oh, okay, I don't have time for that. I need to get this done. But what are the steps? But what are the, and it's such a huge component. So it's good to hear from other nonprofits. And I'm telling you guys, the last week, I've talked to um, three or four nonprofits in the last couple of months that have done well last year, uh, 400K, 500K, just done really, really well last year. And every single last one of them has a faith story to go with it. And it has something to do with their beliefs. And I just don't believe that that's by chance. No, I don't either. And I'll tell you, it really takes the emphasis on our off of ourselves. Like it's my responsibility. I have, if I work harder, 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 it really, I know it sounds, you know, maybe um, like counterintuitive, but it's pride. It's hmm. pride think that this all rests on us you know mm. the large movement of people and of goodness and mercy and grace and all these things that are happening out of your nonprofit that it would depend on us yes we are an instrument we are you know we're honored to be an instrument however we are not asked to sacrifice all of our mental health and family and everything else that is not it is not what we're being asked to do. Absolutely. So, and I think that that's a good, a good point with that is, and that's something I've been working on constantly because, you know, the work never, the network never ends. There's always work to be done. So I think that sometimes I would be um, looking for, looking for things like, oh, okay, as soon as I clean this up, or as soon as this is done, or as soon as these messages are done, or this is done, or that is done, then I'll focus on my family or then I'll, and it just doesn't work like that. There are constantly people out here who are wanting to do some things, who are wanting to connect. There's constantly applications. There's tons of applications you can fill out for funding and things like that. So you have to just decide that I'm going to do what uh, during these allocated times, like you said, while my kids are at school or while I'm not busy being a mom, I'm going to do it at that time. And that's just going to have to be enough. Exactly. It can, it can be hard to cut off, you know, especially if you're a person who's driven, which I feel like most nonprofit Mm -hmm. finders are driven Mm -hmm. people. So, um, yeah. And nobody said it was going to be easy. You know, of course it's not going to be easy, but I think a big part of this puzzle is the time balance piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it, it really is important for your mental health and for your spiritual health and the health of your relationships with your family. So my husband always says this to me. He always says, when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. Hmm, that's good. Always sticks to me when I, when I say yes to something, I'm like, okay, what am I saying no to here? <laughs> yeah, that is good. That is good. And just trusting that things are happening the way that they're supposed to be happening. Because one thing that I've noticed is sometimes when things are slow with my business or with our nonprofit and things like that, 
it, there will be something that outside of business or nonprofit that just needs to be addressed. Or, you know, with the last year with the pandemic, we lost a couple of people where I'm that type that will you know, put mourning aside even, and just be trying to just continue to keep going, going, going. And I think that sometimes God will stop everything so that you can take care of yourself and mm-hmm. so that you can focus on the things that he wants you to focus on right now. And yeah. so I think that that's so important to learn that trait, learn the trait of balance, learn the trait of putting first things first and learn the trait of cutting it off, <laughs> you know, turning it on and cutting it off because that could be such a challenge sometimes, you know, you get in the flow and, you know, but just like a job. Sometimes we work harder for ourselves than we would necessarily do for a job. But if it was a job, if it wasn't your nonprofit or your business, when that when it's time to clock out, you clock out, you go home and, you know, you don't pay attention to it until you're back clocked in. And sometimes you have to mentally clock out. Yes, there's um, there's a really good book called um, oh, if I can remember this, it's by Pete Scazzaro um, and he talks a lot about Sabbath rest mm-hmm. and um, there's, there's like a devotional called day by day. But if you look up Pete Scazzaro, uh, really a phenomenal, phenomenal books that he puts out about resting. And I mean, he, he ran an enormous church out of Brooklyn, New York. He's an author, writer. I mean, you know, the guy's really busy, but he signifies, you know, whatever that 24 hour period is in his week, by lighting a candle once a week, he went, once he lights that candle, he is not working for the next 24 hours. He's not emails. He's not doing anything. And I thought that's what I need to do. There has to be something in my brain that says we're not working for the next 24 hour period. Mm -hmm. It's biblical. It's, it's good for our minds, our hearts, our you know, and we take that time to reunite with our families, you know, do something fun together. It doesn't have to cost any money. Go to the park, go for a walk, make dinner, make cookies, you know, just do something. That's been a life changer for us as well as a family. Absolutely. And and the, the message is sent to your family that you're important, you know, yeah. you want to take some time and just spend some time together. That's awesome. I love the idea of lighting candles. I love candles anyway. So, (laughs) you know, but I love that. I'm going to have to incorporate that into my Sabbath time and just realizing, I know one of the things I, I used to be concerned about at times was when I was resting or when I was off, you know, what you're going to miss or what, you know, for me in the business, sometimes it's like, okay, well, a client might've needed something or this or that, or whatever the case may be. If, if they can't respect that time, what I've realized is that can be a lesson in itself, letting people know that, oh, I'm sorry, I don't work on whether it's Saturdays or Sundays, whichever one it is for you. I'm sorry, you know, but I'll be back Monday. If I've, I've found that a lot of times that can be a message to them to make sure that they're taking time as well, you know, so you're always mentoring and always leading in that essence. Always. And that's been the case for us as well. Our, our, our you know, part-time staff knows Saturdays, we do not you know, you can email me, but I'm not answering. I'm not responding. (laughs) Absolutely. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you. These have been some amazing gems. You know, a lot of people want to hear, they want to hear other things sometimes that it, you know, that it takes just, this is the recipe or this is the system, but in all actuality, the, the belief piece, the mindset piece 
is the piece that I see, like I said, across all successful nonprofits. So if someone wants to connect with you, donate to the organization, volunteer, where are you located and what's your website? So our website is wholesomeriches.org. Um, and they can find us on Facebook at Wholesome Riches or Instagram, LinkedIn. We're on all those platforms. Um, and yeah, we would love to connect with you. We would love to hear from you. I'd be happy to share anything that I've learned in this journey. And um, yeah, it's been a blessing to be here, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem at all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, those that website will also be in the show notes. So if you forgot it, you can go onto the show notes and be able to get that information as well. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Our website is clarkandclark.org. If you don't already have our free nonprofit blueprint, you can go ahead. I'm sorry, our free nonprofit crash course. You can go ahead and download that as well. And we will see you all in the next episode.